Fight Podcast, hosted by Sergio Vicente. The Fight Podcast is brought to you by Sage Eats. Sage Eats is a Chicago-based healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring company. They deliver healthy, organic, custom meals directly to your home or office. For those of you not in Chicago, Sage Eats also offers online fitness mentoring where your personal fitness mentor will send you four weeks worth of workouts that are customized to your body and your goals. Your mentor is available seven days a week to answer questions and offer support. Sign up for Sage Eats at W www.sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Now here's your host of the FIGHT podcast, Sergio Vicente. Yeah. What's going on, good people, and welcome back to the FIGHT podcast. I'm your host, Serge Vicente, man, and this is episode 107, 107, uh, man, this, it's been a minute, man, it's been a little bit of time, um, I was out of town, I was out of town, uh, I actually went out to LA, man, I was in LA, um, kicking it with my girlfriend and, uh, just having a good time, man, enjoying the culture and everything out there, we did a lot, um, but i jump into that in a second, um, remember, the Fight Podcast is brought to you each week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meals and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 15% off your first three months. Remember to follow the Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at the Fight Podcast and follow me at Serge Vicente. Support the show. Check me out on the website, thefightpodcast.com. Make sure you go out there and purchase merch. Um, subscribe, listen, rate, share. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, all that good stuff, man. So go ahead and make sure you uh, you shoot us a line. All right. Um, yeah, yo, it's good being back. Good being back in Chicago. Uh, <laughs> man, I missed snow. I missed everything, but it's starting to feel like spring is feeling good. And, um, man, we've had fights, man. There've been fights, boxing. There's all kinds of drama and nonsense going on in boxing right now. Um, MMA, it's been crazy. You have top flight people fighting, uh, losing big fights coming up, um, so a lot to get to, man. A lot to get to. Uh, but yeah, I was in LA, man. It's great getting out there. I try to get out there as often as I can. Yo, the fight culture out there is nuts. I swear, every other block, there's some kind of boxing or jujitsu or MMA studio. Um, super square shops out there, man. Uh, big shout out to those guys. Love going to their shops. Um, man, just so much really cool. And especially when fights, um, are going down, man, you can definitely tell that there, there's more of a buzz, uh, about it there too. So man, it's a good look, man. I always love going out to LA, uh, shout out to all my LA people, man. Um, unfortunately wasn't able to get out to, uh, the marathon clothing store. Um, that's the, the late great Nipsey hustles, um, clothing, uh, store but next time next time i'll probably be out there within the next month so probably be able to go check it out then and uh you know support the cause and everything but yo so much like i said going on in the world of mma so check it out this is what we're gonna do today um what i want to do i'm definitely gonna do a real quick fight recap of uh the pat the fights over the past couple weekends we're gonna talk about a little bit about terrence crawford Khan, those fights that happened there um the past ufc fights with um hermanson versus jacare uh, we'll talk about that we'll also talk a little bit about what was going on in bellator this past week as well um and then obviously you know we're gonna blow you guys with some fight news uh, a lot of fight news to get to um brock lesnar retiring is probably one of the biggest aspects of that and a lot I know a lot of people are starting to get like you're questioning for the last year and some change we expected brock and it seems like now he is retiring and let's see what's going to end up happening with daniel cormier and um and, and let's see if he does fight steve Miocic or anyone else or does he retire so um we'll talk about that and um some 
some more stuff and i'm finish up the show today breaking down this upcoming weekend's cards man so we're definitely gonna talk about cowboy versus ally quinta this weekend in the ufc that's on espn plus and then i'm also gonna briefly talk about canelo versus danny jacobs which as of today um especially going forward now thinking about i think this is the most important fight in boxing coming up um especially now that we don't have any of the really big names um paired off these are the two biggest names that are paired off at one of the glamour divisions and middleweights so we'll break that down too man so yo um man let's go ahead and jump into it man it's just it's a lot to get into so um what i want to talk about first we gotta talk about this past weekend's UFC, we had Jacare Souza versus um, Hermanson at the bb and Center in Sunrise. Um, so check this out. Uh, like I said, let's really briefly jump over everything. Jack Hermanson, man, went out there and did work. Um, beat Jacare Souza in a five-round decision. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Did not see this coming. Uh, I, Jack Hermanson... Look, man, dude's only a couple fights into the UFC. Took this fight on, what, a couple weeks' notice, um, fighting against one of the best guys in the world, and now he's rewarded winning that fight, winning a tough decision. Um, not saying that Jacques Ray... You know what? No, man. Look, Jacques Ray looked good. Jack Hermanson beat a good Jacques Ray. Um, he threatened with submissions and here's the thing i know i'm talking about a jack hermanson and most of us don't know who in the flying hell jack hermanson is right um yo he is somebody to worry about in the 185 pound division he's fresh into the division yes he just beat jacare so with that being said like you gotta think about it what's going to happen with him next does he get somebody in the top five because right now they got him ranked at number five because Jacare was ranked number three at the time. Does he fight somebody up in the top five? Or do you give it to somebody else? Here's the dope thing about Jack Hermanson. A lot of us don't know him. He has zero buzz. In a weight class that we already know what's happening with the champion. Israel Adesanya as the interim champ. Robert Whittaker. That fight is happening later on this year in August. So... We can work with Jack Hermanson, and there's a lot of possible matchups because he is essentially a nobody, a no name. Even though he's dope, I'm not gonna don't get it twisted. He's dope, but he can go up and down. A couple of suggestions I was thinking about, and I even heard uh, Ariel Hawani on his show this week talking about it a little bit. Was I can see him either going up and fighting, for instance. Kelvin Gastelum in the future. We'll see. Both of them can end up being in title contention. Jack Hermanson beats a Kelvin Gastelum. He gets more of the, pretty much that rub that we've always talked about. He ends up getting that rub. And then, then you can start talking about a title shot. One more win. So he can literally be about two wins away from a title shot. Or think about this. There's so many other guys in that weight class. Everybody from Anderson Silva to Derek Brunson. Um... Yoel Romero so there's a lot of possibilities for him um in the near future but look all in all great win from him Jacare Souza in my opinion is the greatest fighter in the UFC never to have fought for a title he is great he was a strike force champion he lost to Luke Rockhold and he's never really been able to go ahead and get that belt back but he's always right there. And he always seems like he ends up losing right when he gets it, fam. He's, he's like this generation's Michael Bisbing. Same weight class. We know the skill set. We respect, buddy. Everybody's worried about him. But when it comes down to crunch time, he loses. Think about it. He, 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 he wins this. He gets a title shot. He loses against Yoel Romero. You win this, you get a title shot. He loses. So this is a common theme against Kelvin Gastelum. You win this, you get a title shot. He loses. So it, it's, it's one of those things, man. 
yes, he's getting up in age. Do I think he's done? Nah. I mean, he's only two wins away. And you remember, man, he did just knock out Chris Weidman. So there's still a lot that can happen. He can also fight all those same guys that I said Jack Hermanson can fight. He's still right there, man. So look, great win by Jack Hermanson. Jacare is going to be there. Um, what else about this card? All right, Greg Hardy fought an absolute nobody. Uh, some dude off the street, pretty much. Um, look, I don't know what to tell you, man. I am not a fan of Greg Hardy. I don't like what they have done with him. I don't like that they continue putting him in co-main event spots when he hasn't really fought anybody. Um, I don't like that they continue giving him bums. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's wild, man. It's wild. I don't understand what they're doing. I don't see why he's somebody who is a, somebody who has been charged with domestic assault is going out there and continually getting an opportunity like this. And yeah, Serge, I know you, he can evolve and grow and whatever, but if he was going out there and beating dogs, I look, man, I'm not going to I'm not going to say anything about it. Yeah, I don't like his story, but it is what it is. Let him go out there and get money. But he's not. They're giving him complete hacks. And they're not giving him somebody. Look, me personally, next fight, I would like to see him fight somebody like a Juan Adams. I've talked about Juan a lot. He's been on the show a number of times. Juan Adams is somebody who was also extremely young in his career. That will be a great potential matchup. Both big athletic guys, but here's the difference. Juan Adams actually has skills. Greg Hardy has so many holes in his game. He's leading on just one thing. And then he's going out there talking crazy also. So, look, all in all, I'm not a fan of Buddy. I don't like that he continued getting these co-main event spots. And I believe that once he fights a heavyweight with skills, he ends up becoming a guy. Just another guy. And I hate to sound like that, but that that's just what it seems like, man. He... I... Look... When I saw him get pushed in the past, he cheated. And that's why he ended up getting the L that last fight. So what's going to happen when he actually fights somebody who not only is not intimidated him, actually has more of a skill set? I, I really believe he gets destroyed, man. So that, that is what it is. Um, Mike Perry gets a W against uh, Alex Oliveira. Mike Perry looks good, man. That move to, um, well, obviously he fights at welterweight. Alex Oliveira has looked great at welterweight. Lost a couple fights now in a row. Mike Perry gets a win back um, after his last loss. He looked good, really, that his last loss to uh, Cowboy Cerrone, who fights actually this upcoming weekend. Mike Perry looks good. Mike Perry... That move to Greg Jackson's, I think, was one of the best things for his career. And he seems like he's at a good headspace, man. But he got, just got married. He's he's happy, man. You can tell he's happy. And um, he's at a good space. So big fan of Buddy. And uh, I can't wait to see what he continue has going. Glove to share. Gets a win. We, we, we knew that. Corey Sanhagen gets a, a tough, gritty win against John Lineker. Great win against them. And Roosevelt Roberts wins. That's one of the guys off of Dana White Contender Series. Dude is actually absolute beast. And uh, we'll see more about him in the future, man. So, look, that was great. That was the UFC card this weekend. Um, again, man, really, really solid card. Um, I don't know if anybody really watched it. Uh, just because, again, the the time and how it's jumping back and forth. And I mean, look, Jacare and Hermanson don't do not really have star power. So regardless of that, we'll end up seeing how it does. I'll look up the numbers for you guys and let you know. But um, it was a solid card. It really was. And honestly, Bellator also had a really solid card this weekend. You know, it was um, headlined by Rory McDonald and John Fitch for that Walter Bay tournament. And look, um, in the rest of the card, you have Phil Davis fighting Liam McGeary. You had Lim Lay McFarlane fighting Verta Ortega. Um, it, it was a really well-rounded, solid card all the way around. Gaston Bolanos, you know, great um, kickboxer transitioning to uh, MMA. He went out there, got another knockout. Dude is an absolute beast. 
Um, Benson Henderson had a really close fight with Adam Piccolotti. I did have Benson winning, um, but I saw a lot of people saying that they believed Adam Piccolotti won. Um, I think ben Benson started slow like he normally does and then ended up picking up the pace. So I, I definitely gave it to Benson in a decision. Uh, Phil Davis went out there, um, knocked out Liam McGeary, um, finishes him, um, broke Liam McGeary's jaw with a kick, and then continued beating it up, man. You And then um, finished him. It, it, it looked bad. Um, hope he gets better, but great win by Phil Davis. He looks honestly better than I've seen him look in forever, man. So great win by him. Um, Alimale McFarlane continues um, blasting the flyweight division for Bellator. Defends her belt once again against a really tough uh, Verda Artegia. Um, Verda is actually an Invicta, former Invicta champion. She comes over, fights against Alimale. Um, really tough first round, but Alimale goes ahead and gets a stoppage win. Lands a disgusting elbow, uh, hits uh, Verda in the forehead. There's an image of it, actually, which is nuts when you see it. Um, she gets cracked, and you can actually see her skull at one point in time. So they had to stop the fight because of the cut, um, but great win for him. And then we had the, the main event, man. The champion, Roy McDonald, um, fought against the gritty vet, John Fitch, and it finishes as a draw. A lot of people, it was a majority draw. One judge had it for John Fitch and um, everybody else went ahead and gave it to, uh, or obviously the other ones was a draw. Rory moves on because he's the champion. <sighs> After the fight, Rory McDonald goes on the mic and says, look, um, I am, I, I don't know if I can continue going out here and hurting people. He says he's religious and his new faith, he finds it difficult to inflict pain on another human being. All right, look, I respect that. I do. Rory McDonald also sounded a lot like this after he lost to Gegard Mousasi. More and more, Rory McDonald sounds like he is ready to get out of the sport. And look, man, I mean, let's be honest. Why wouldn't he? His first pro fight, he was 16 years old. He's been fighting for 14 years. He's a, that's an old school vet. He's married now. He has a daughter, a baby girl. He's really invested into the church and religion and stuff now. They said Buddy goes out there and listens to podcasts strictly and read books and all this stuff and watches shows strictly based on the Christian faith. Look, man, he sounds like he's at a different point in his life. He sounds like he's evolving as a human being. And to be honest with you, if that is the case, if he is evolving to that manner, to that capacity, it's time to go. It's time to go. Now, he went online recently and pretty much stated like, look, man, I'm I'm not retiring. I'm coming back. Um, in fact, here, let me pull it up for you guys really quick. But. All right. So after this thing. Um, yeah, like I said, Rory told uh, even uh, John McCarthy, M McCarthy, who was interviewing post fight, he said it was it's just hard to pull the trigger. I don't have that killer instinct. It's hard to explain. It takes a certain spirit to come in here and put a man through pain. And I don't know if I have that same drive to hurt people anymore. So that's what he said after the fight. And this is what he said. Now, and he said a lot. So I'm going to kind of tell you guys bits and pieces. But um, he said, I want to take the time to thank everybody who had a chance to see my fight last weekend and share that candid moment that I had with Bellator Cage with John McCarthy. I felt an internal struggle during the fight I never experienced before. I have always enjoyed my time in the cage by expressing my techniques in full out combat against another top level fighter. But this time I wasn't enjoying it. It felt more like a job than, than the satisfaction I am used to feeling by being dominant and applying what I have practiced to defeat someone. He goes on to say, 
Um, here you go. Talks about his faith. And to be honest, I believe it comes from my heart changing as well as my new life as a Christian. Um, he also says, I still and always um, will have a passion for the martial arts. And I do not believe as a Christian that it's wrong for myself to compete in a professional sport that is violent. In fact, I'm happy to testify about being a Christian on this platform that I've been given. To be clear, and this is what I thought was important. I am not retiring from my professional MMA career. I have always been true and honest in the sport, and I've spoken from my heart. As for my career at the moment, I'm going to move forward in this tournament and compete against the and compete boldly against Neiman Gracie in New York at Madison Square Garden in June 14th. And he thanks people and blah blah blah. Right? Okay, cool. So this is my issue with this. And, and and look, it's not even a beef with Rory. I'm just worried about the dude. June 14th is soon. Yo, that's six weeks from now. He just had a really tough fight. Not saying that he cannot recover or do whatever. But look, man, this dude's head doesn't look like it's in the game. And now he's going to fight a, a really, really tough opponent in Neiman Gracie. Now... I'm not going to stun. Neiman Gracie was talking real, real slick recently on social media. Also saying that, you know, Buddy's a coward for saying that. And he don't want to talk. Fam, watch your tone. You, you, you're just getting into this. Roy McDonald is a legend in the game. Be easy. For real. Be easy. Like, you need to just step back a little bit. So, aside from Neiman Gracie talking trash, look, man, Roy's been in this forever. He's been in forever, and I, if your heart's not in this game, I thoroughly, thoroughly believe it's time to walk away, because he has an opportunity to get hurt, man, so we'll see what happens with him. All right, Um, also, obviously, um, the last thing I wanted to talk about over the weekend, um, we had, we, I didn't, I don't think maybe I did. I don't know. Um, have an opportunity to talk about Amir Khan and, um, and Terrence Crawford. Terrence Crawford goes out there and, uh, defeats Amir Khan, um, beating him, um, quote unquote, knocking him out. Uh, and I'll talk about this a little bit more with Brandon Camille this week. He'll be on, um, actually later on the day. So we'll get him going. But, uh, Fam, I thoroughly believe that Amir Khan didn't want to be in there. After the first round, he saw that he was a little bit outmatched and outgunned, and he didn't want to play anymore. Amir Khan has been through wars. He's 32 years old. I'm not saying that that's old, but he's somebody who's been fighting since he was a kid. That's a lot of fights. That's a lot of wear and tear in your body. He's somebody else who's evolving as a human being, has a young daughter, has a wife, and has opportunities outside of the sport. I don't see why he would stay. I'm not going to lie. Um, yes, there's a couple of different options for him outside of that. But look, man, the dude didn't want to play anymore. And I understand that. Uh, the rest of that card I'll talk about a little later on. Um, but uh, this is what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick uh, break. We're going to go ahead and pay some bills. <laughs> not even pay bills, man. We're going to hear, hear a little bit about Sage Eats. And when we come back, we'll go ahead and jump directly into fight news. I hope you guys are enjoying episode 107 of the Fight Podcast. And remember, each week, the Fight Podcast is brought to you by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meals and fitness mentoring. Um, make sure you go on, sign up for Sage Eats, www.sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 15% off your first three months. If you're in the Chicagoland area, Sage Eats will cook and deliver your meals directly to your client's home or office. So right to your home or office, Sage Eats will go out there and deliver meals to you. If you do not live in Chicago, Sage Eats can still help. They offer fitness mentoring. They will write programming and workouts for you and assist with nutrition and uh, meal planning. So sign up for Sage Eats today, www.sageeatschicago.com. Um, and remember, follow the Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at the Fight Podcast and follow your boy at Serge Vicente. All right, let's go ahead and jump back into episode 107. Yeah. 
All right. So check it out. Fight news. We're back into it. Um, I wanted to go ahead and especially touch on a lot of the uh, combat sports world and especially MMA. Uh, and again, we'll break a little bit more of the boxing news down um, with Brandon Camille in our uh, boxing episode um, that we'll I have uh, later on today. Um, so that will be up Thursday evening, Friday morning, Max. So go ahead and check that out. Um, when you have an opportunity, but in, uh, Ooh, that was loud. My bad. Uh, <laughs> uh but, um, um, we go ahead and jump into fight news, man. The first thing that I originally wanted to talk about, we kind of already discussed, man. And again, that was Rory McDonald, Rory McDonald, his, I don't want to say unwillingness to fight, man, but man, look, like we said, we'll see. He's a legend. He's an all time great but I don't know if he should be fighting anymore, man. I don't know if this is for him anymore. And let's be honest, man. If it's not, that's not a bad thing. It's cool. So um, salute to whatever he does in the near future. But this is what I wanted to get into, man. And to me, this was by far the biggest news of the week. Tuesday evening made it official. Brock Lesnar is officially retiring from MMA. <laughs> so, Brock Lesnar, former UFC heavyweight champion, former WWE heavyweight, heavyweight, whatever, playtime champion, whatever you call him, um, all of us since last July at UFC 226, we thoroughly believed that UFC heavyweight champion Daniel Cormier was going to go ahead and fight Brock Lesnar for the heavyweight champion before Daniel Cormier turned 40 years old. And he went out there and um, and he was going to retire after that fight. Brock Lesnar said he was down. He came in the cage. He cut a great promo pushed the thing called everybody in the UFC pussies and shitty fighters and he did the whole WWE thing everybody was excited even myself as a purist in the game I was like look man I think Brock is a joke I think Brock is a gimmick but ooh, I'm here for Daniel Cormier beating that ass Ooh, I'm here to watch it and I was going to be excited as a fan to watch somebody who I really do admire in Daniel Cormier get a huge payday before he pieces out. Because we all know Brock is that like pay-per-view. He's that great white. He, he's the Moby Dick of, of MMA. He This big white whale comes in crushes everything all pay-per-view numbers and everything and then goes back out into the distance so we were expecting to see this happen one more time now him retiring i i I think i'm really torn about this right because they said he's been training they said he has He'd been tested a number of times already through USADA. He's in the USADA program. They said he was released from his WWE contract so that he could fight. So everything seemed like it was on the up and up for Brock actually doing this. So what happened? And look, everything is speculation, man. But at the end of the day, did Brock, was this really going to happen or was this just drama? Now, I'm I'm actually really happy that it's over with. Fine, cool. Let's wash our hands with it. Let's call it one. He's done. Now, the heavyweight division can finally move on. Stipe Miocic legitimately has not fought since last July. It's been almost a full year. It's like 280 whatever days. Since he is last competed because he's holding out to fight Daniel Cormier. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Does he deserve a, win, a, a fight against Daniel Cormier? I didn't believe so. But the way the heavyweight division looks now, why not? We slowed it up. Now, if they fight again, we can move on with the division. That's fine. 
If that's what happens, that's what it is. So I am happy and I think it is a blessing in disguise that that does happen. But how do we look at Brock Lesnar at this point in time? Dude, he's essentially like a, like a tease, right? He, he goes out there and he teases he's going to fight. He essentially holds heavyweight division hostage and he pieces out. He's somebody who has not won a fight in nine years. The last time he won was a UFC 116 against Shane Carwin. And that was a fight that if Shane Carwin didn't gas out, Shane Carwin was beating his ass. Let's not forget about that. So he hasn't won a fight since then. He fought against Mark Hunt at UFC 200 and then pissed hot for all the PEDs. So when you think about it, what do you really have? This is a dude with a 5-3 and three MMA record. Yes, he beat Frank Mir. Yes, he beat Randy Couture. Yes, he beat Shane Carwin. But this is somebody who has not played ball, I guess you can say. Which, I'm look, I'm not totally mad at somebody not playing ball, especially with promoters. But he's cheated. He's been known to cheat. And now he's pretty much dangled us along for how long? What's the duration of time? Over a year now? And let's not stunt. This isn't the first time that he's actually done this. I think his, I think he should be considered the greatest spectacle that MMA has ever had. A spectacle that had skills but a spectacle nonetheless. So that, that's where I think we have to keep it, man. Um, DC has got a lot of flack for this. Look, man, we cannot be mad at Daniel Cormier. He didn't ask for this fight. The UFC dangled it in front of him. What would you do if they dangled 10 plus million dollars in front of you? You take the fight. You take the gig. Whatever it was, you do it. And that's what he wanted. And here's the thing. Even with that carrot dangled in front of him, he still took a fight in between that time against Derek Lewis. On short notice, might I add. And let me also say this. Why are we mad at Daniel Cormier? He wouldn't have been able to fight anyways because after the Daniel Cormier or the, the Derek Lewis fight, he has been injured. So he wouldn't have been able to compete till almost July, August anyways. We have to take these type of things into account. And we can't just crush athletes because it's the narrative. It's just not, it's not what's up. So look, Daniel Cormier, we need to get off of his back. Brock Lesnar, the greatest spectacle of all time. That's it. And that's how we need to chalk him up as. Will Brock compete again? Man, I don't know. My gut tells me no, but let's say in the next couple years, he's he's always going to be a spectacle. No matter, he's always going to be big. He's always going to be that big dude. So people are going to want to see him compete. And he always comes with a huge fan base. Uh, So I don't know, man. But um, look, I hope all goes well with that. And um, now what seems like it's going to happen is DC versus Stipe Miocic is back on the reservoir, is, is back on. The UFC confirmed it, I believe, this week or so Wednesday. So it's Thursday today, Wednesday. They went out there and confirmed it. So the next fight will be Daniel Cormier versus Stipe Miocic. I'm here for that. I'm here for that. They um they talked about it. Okay, so nothing's official, but both parties have actually officially said yes. So that fight is one that should be happening sometime soon. Um, so according to Mike Bohan of ESPN, or should I say MMA fight, MMA junkie, Daniel Cormier versus Stipe Miocic, uh, heavyweight rematch is in the works for August 17th. That's going to be a pay-per-view card after Brock Lesnar informed the UFC's intent and and any plans of any octagon comeback. So that's what it's going to be August 17th. 
DC versus Stipe in the rematch. It'll be over a year since Stipe competed. It'll be the first fight for Dane Cormier in about six months or so. So look, I'm here for that. Do I like how Stipe went about getting this fight? Holding out, being extremely entitled. This has happened in the past. Other fighters have been able to get their way. Unfortunately, with Stipe is that Stipe does not carry that type of fan appeal. I don't know why. I think he's an amazing fighter. I think he's one of the greatest heavyweight champions of all time. I have him number three. Daniel Cormier, Kane, Stipe, Fedor. A couple of those can interchange. A couple of those can move around. But you have to say DC at this point in time is the best. He beat the guy who had the best record at heavyweight. Um, the most continuous title shots, whatever that was, um, Stipe. Do I think Stipe should have got the title shot again? No, I think he should have had to fight someone. But since he did it, the division already is kind of tied up. It makes sense. So I'm not mad at that. Now, we'll break the fight down a little bit closer when it actually gets there. I'm going to be honest with you. I still have DC winning that fight. I think DC is going to have, has gotten better. I don't know what um, Stipe has done. Again, so I'm definitely rocking with, um, with, with DC in that rematch. All right. This one is something that I actually found to be really, really, I don't want to say interesting. And I want to bring it up. So one championship outlines a mandatory agent certification program and that actually includes so let me so this is what they want to do one championship um whom i've spoken just crazy highly about i i think they're incredible i love the way that they've been doing things and honestly it seems like they have not been able to miss they missed this in my opinion is a terrible Terrible, terrible precedent that they're trying to set. So let me let you guys know a little bit about what's going on. They released in a press um, release a couple days ago. At One Championship, we are always upgrading and improving all of our systems and processes across the company to ensure a healthy ecosystem for all parties. And this is for One Championship's uh, chairman and CEO, Chartree. Um, he also said for as many decades as I can remember, agents and managers, fraud has always been a big problem in Asia championship. Uh, so one championship aims to create a healthier, happier, safer environment for our athletes, both in and out of the arena. Look, him saying that nothing wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with you. I'm listening to you. you have my attention. You've piqued my curiosity. You have my attention. What's going on? He continues to say. All agents representing any one championship athlete must be accredited with the one agent certification. One championship reserves the right to revoke or deny the accreditation of any agent at its sole discretion. The UFC does this. A lot of other organizations do that. I'm not mad about that point. Yes, you're right. You have to be able to do certain things. But my biggest issue with it is... What the criteria for the for the certification is, and how these are the only individuals that can. Um, and here, let me pull the, out the because um, this article and it's on MMAJunkie.com. They're talking about it, but um, all right. So one of the 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 specific things in this deal essentially is that. They have to, the agents essentially have to live in Asia for at least a year, have residency there. They have to have been in the game for over 10 years. And and there was a, 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 they can't like have any past, you know, um, issues with the law. It's like a whole bunch of just wild shit, right? Um, especially when it boils down to it, like, and here's my biggest thing. They're setting an awful precedent because at the end of the day, they want to expand. You want to bring some of the best athletes in the world. Demetrius Johnson's agent is Mauki Kawa in Florida. Eddie Alvarez has a different agent that's here. And I know they say it's going to be case by case basis, but how are you going to attract 
high level athletes. If you're saying like, look, my my manager is somebody from my team that I've come up with because they haven't been in this game for 10 years. You're not going to allow me, the best fighter in the world, to to compete in your organization. Yo, that's trash. That's complete trash. And for one. And here's the other thing that I thoroughly believe is trash. This comes on this release comes on the heels of one championship saying that they are also starting a one championship agency sports agency so what they want to do obviously is have their own individuals essentially managing and running all the athletes so they want to keep everything in house that's not how stuff works especially when you're essentially dealing with freelance workers that and that's what fighters are they're paid contractors. You're going to try to take that away and try to essentially just monopolize that and not allow you uh, any movement with your athletes. I think that's a problem. I think that this is something that they're not going to continue with. But I think, again, it was something that set a terrible precedent. And I'm truly disappointed in one for this. They're the ones that everybody has to be heroes and we have to be upstanding citizens and they're going behind the back door trying to screw everybody with this. I want to see what's going to happen. I'm going to hold judgment a little bit to kind of continue seeing how the story continue, continues playing out. But all in all, I'm not going to stunt. I don't like it. I don't like it. It doesn't look good. Um, but we'll end up seeing what happens. Because here's the thing. This is 100% a conflict of interests. For you to sit there and say you're trying to pretty much run the ship and then also represent everybody. Man, that's not how it works. That's like the NFL saying, look, this is a league. This is how we're going to do things. Oh, but we also have to represent all the athletes, too. You guys can't negotiate. We Essentially, we're negotiating with ourselves. Crazy. That's not how things work, man. That's not how business works. So, again, I really hope that um, th- this sucks. And honestly, this is so off brand from them. Um, it, it, they've, like I said, they've been the positive example in their, they've kind of taken on that role, but now they, they, they looking like scumbags, just like anybody else. So it is what it is, man. We'll see what happens. All right. Um, yo, fight news for the week. Um, we're going to keep it, uh, real, real breezy just with MMA at this point in time. Um, like I said, I have another huge episode coming up. We're going to be talking to Brandon Camille about a lot of uh, all of the boxing news. Brandon Camille is our um, our contributor. He always comes on to talk boxing with us. And um, he'll be on the show actually later on today. So uh, check out episode 108 when it comes out. But uh, as of right now, you're listening to episode 107. I'm your host, Serge Vicente. And let's go ahead and talk about this weekend's uh, upcoming fight cards. Two, actually three decent fight cards. Bellator has an event. The UFC with uh, headlined by Cowboy Cerrone and Al Iaquinta. Also, we have the biggest, most important boxing fight of the of the year up to this point: Canelo Alvarez versus Danny Jacobs. So let's go ahead and start with the UFC, man. Um, come on, me. We all. What do we know? We all know that Cowboy Cerrone, the number eight weight, eighth ranked lightweight in the world is about to fight the number four ranked lightweight Al Iaquinta. I love this fight. I love this fight. And I know a lot of us are looking forward to Donald Cerrone going out there and competing against um, uh, Conor McGregor. But look, man, Conor was dragging his feet. He was dragging his feet. And if the Conor is dragging his feet at the end of the day, what are we going to do? No one's going to sit back and wait for him. So what did Donald do? Donald went out there and fought one of the toughest guys in that weight class who was on a, a tear. And we're talking about Ally Aquinta. So this is a great fight. Ally Aquinta, you know, trained by Sarah Longo. Um, great, great stand up. Gritty as nails. The toughest real estate agent in the world, man. Um, raging out. He can wrestle. He can, he can do it all, man. Extremely well-rounded guy. Um, gave Khabib Nurmagomedov everything he could handle for five rounds. Went out there and beat the hell out of Kevin Lee in his last outing. Dude is a beast. Donald Cerrone's been fighting a lot at um at a buck seventy, man. 
Uh, he went out there. He's he's beaten some really, really good dudes. He beat Hernandez his last time out. He beat um, Mike Perry uh, the time out before that. And since he's had a kid, he seems like he's fought. A, he has a new swagger to him. He definitely has a, a, a different energy, a different um, motivation. And I appreciate that. I really do. I do. Um, so it's good to see. But what's going to end up happening in this fight? And look, man, I'm going to be very honest with you. I think we're going to see the showcase of Ally Quinza. I think he goes out here. This is a five-round fight. I think his pressure, his pace, his hands is going to be good enough to finish Donald Cerrone. Um, Donald has always had issues with guys like Ally Quinta, this style in particular. In-your-face, aggressive dudes who are smart. Alex Hernandez went out there last fight and wasn't smart with his aggression. So I know a lot of us are like, oh, sir, but he went out there and Donald didn't do whatever. But yeah, dudes are on the same level as Al. So we'll see what happens, but I definitely have Al winning that fight. Co-main, we have Derek Brunson versus Elias Theodoro. Last time we saw Derek Brunson, he got murked by uh, the interim champ right now, um, the last style bender. This is his first fight back. He fights Elias Theodoro. Look, Elias Theodoro's a nice man. He's really, really good. Um, extremely well-rounded, very, very unorthodox. And I'm going to be honest with you, I, as tough as Derek Brunson is, I think this is a pick em fight. <sighs> I think this is going to be my upset pick of the night, man. I'm going to go with Elias Theodoro. I think his, his pace is... Him being awkward and his versatility is going to be enough to get Derek Brunson out of there. Uh, next fight on the card is a featherweight bout. We got uh, Cub Swanson versus Shane Burgos. Good fight, man. I'm rocking with uh, Cub. Um, Walt Harris is fighting. Uh, so I, yeah, the rest of this card is mm, it's whatever. It's on ESPN Plus, but the main event is fire. Co-main event is good. And uh, the Cub Swanson Shane Burgos fight is good, man. So those top three fights in the main event or should I say the main card, are awesome. Um, definitely go out there and check those out. Uh, I love what I'm seeing with that. Uh, Bellator has some fights this weekend. Look, man, um, the card itself, I believe, is going to be on Friday night. That's going to be uh, Brett Primus versus Wild. Look, it, it should be an entertaining fight card. Who else is on this one that might be entertaining? Derek Campos um, is fighting Pedro Cavallo. That should be a fun fight. Uh, Raymond Daniels. Oh, awesome. So Raymond Daniels has a um, has a MMA fight. He's an incredible kickboxer. He's 0-1 there, but he's fighting a 0-0 guy. I totally expect him to destroy Buddy on the feet. And they got Brett Primos, former champion, um, 8-1. I can see him winning that fight also, man. So look... Not the greatest MMA weekend of the uh, weekend in the world, but look, the boxing fight this week with uh, Dan uh, Danny Jacobs versus Canelo Alvarez, I think is going to go ahead and um, and really round out the weekend. I'm going to say this: I believe in this fight, and if you look at this fight, you got Canelo Alvarez, the face of boxing. 51, 1, and 2 with 35 knockouts. He's the plus, he's the minus 450 favorite against the plus 350, 35 and 2, Danny Jacobs with 29 KOs. A lot of people are counting out Danny Jacobs. I think Daniel Jacobs is much longer and much more skillful than people actually would like to accept. He has better footwork. And I would say all in all boxing acumen than uh, Gennady Golovkin does. And we see that Gennady Golovkin gave Canelo everything he could handle. And most people believe Gennady Golovkin won most of those matches. So look, I'm going to say this, and I don't think I'm going out on a limb on saying this. I have Daniel Jacobs winning this fight. I can see Daniel Jacobs winning by knockout. But if this fight goes to a decision, they will give... Canelo Alvarez the win no 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 if ands or buts about it Canelo's the guy and if it's close we've seen this with Eris Landilada we've seen this with Gennady Golovkin we've seen this with the Miguel Cotos if it's anything close 
they're gonna go ahead and give that they're gonna go ahead and give that to um to Canelo, man. So that's why I say that I, I think that um Daniel Jacobs has to get him out of there. A lot of people have said Daniel Jacobs' last three fights have not been his best outings. But he'd be some tough guys. He and that's the thing. I think he he's had to go through a lot of tough guys who a lot of us don't know. Because the big names don't want to fight him. So the fact that Canelo goes out there and actually takes a fight, kudos to him. You guys have heard me on the show. I love Canelo. I think he is a he's an incredible style. I think he's one of the best fighters I've ever seen. I also will go on the limb and say this. I believe Canelo Alvarez is the number one Mexican fighter of all time. Yes, he's better than Chavez. Yes, he's better than De La Hoya. I think he's number one. I still got him losing this fight, man. Um, all in all, it is a solid fight weekend. I'm going to go more into that, uh, more in depth into that this weekend. Um, with Not this weekend, uh, with our episode later on with Brandon Camille. Uh, but yo, it's going to be a good one, man. Good fight weekend. A lot of fight news, man. Um, but with that being said, yo, that's all the time I have for today. Thank you as always so much for listening. Um, Remember, the Fight Podcast is brought to you each week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meals and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for uh, 15% off your first three months. Uh, Follow us at www.thefightpodcast.com. Check us out. Go out there, buy merch today. We've had a couple people already copping hoodies. They love it. Once you get your hoodie, go out there and put it it on IG, man. Take some pictures. Hashtag The Fight Podcast. And um, we'll we'll make sure we repost you out there as well. Um, All right. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, I appreciate it. And we will see you guys next time right here on the Fight Podcast. I'm your host, Serge Vicente. This is episode 107. Dude, that sounds like an old ass uh, radio host. Episode 107.5. Yeah. <laughs> that was whack. All right, my bad. Yo, we out of here. Europe. Yep.